It's almost embarrassing to admit that this is my favorite fantasy. It is so commonplace, after all, and something plenty of women do every day and every night. If only I wasn't such a freak, I'd have done it myself long ago. But I can't bring myself to do it. Can't get past the thought that he might be contaminated. Any amount of fungus might be blooming beneath his perfect skin. His broad chest could be full of deadly spores. I might put my lips up to his to be kissed, only to find the sweetish stench of decay wafting from his mouth. Ulcers, sores, nail infections, all might hide inside a fashionable suit. I sound mad, I know. I'm quite aware that my scruples aren't normal. Not everyone wears surgical gloves to leave the house. Not everyone flinches if a person comes within half a foot of them. Not everyone has a weekly spend of a hundred and fifty pounds on household detergents. And other people have sex. They touch each other. They give each other pleasure. I have not had an orgasm, other than by my deeply disinfected vibrator, in five years. Not since Jerry left, citing irreconcilable differences. He said I should be cryogenically frozen, because nobody would be able to tell the difference. He said I could cozy up to a bottle of bleach, if that's what I wanted. It wasn't what I wanted, though. I don't want to be this way. I want to feel a touch again, without fifty images of rotting flesh flashing before my eyes. That is why I dialed the number. I suppose they are used to people asking for all kinds of perverted, disgusting stuff. But all I wanted was to pick up an attractive man in a bar and take him to bed. So simple, so dull in a way. But it would, perhaps, change my life. I received an email a week later, inviting me to London to choose a suitable candidate and to witness the many, many tests I had stipulated in my initial contact. The address I arrived at was in Harley Street, at the back of a large private practice. I was shown to a rather nicely furnished waiting room where I was introduced to a gentleman in a suit. At least I say I was introduced. He did not give me his name. He simply said, Mrs. Davies, I am delighted to meet you. I am from the number. Then he held out a hand, which I waved away as usual. You must excuse me, I said. This is all a bit like a dream. I'm sure it must be, he said, with a friendly chuckle. He had kind eyes, which was a relief. Your request was a very interesting one. We have had nothing like it before. No, (laughs) well, no, I'm a freak, I said with a high-pitched laugh. They did nothing to convince him that there was anything funny about it. Not a freak, Mrs. Davies, he said gallantly. We all have aspects that diverge from the normal. I assure you, I am probably substantially less normal than you are. Oh, do call me Naomi. He indicated one of the chintz armchairs, but I did not want to sit down. This was a medical establishment, after all. Who knows how many germ-ridden posteriors had brushed those floral cushions. Our candidates should be here very shortly, the number man said to break the awkward silence. We have three. You may choose your favorite, obviously. Then we may proceed with the tests. Ah, at that moment, the door opened again, and the receptionist showed in three men, all mouth-wateringly handsome and very, very clean-looking. 
I turned to the number man, suppressing an almost irresistible urge to giggle. Gentlemen, he said, may I introduce Naomi to you? She's going to choose one of you to perform the scenario she has outlined to us. Perform? I actually laughed out loud. This had to be the crowning bizarre moment in a life full of them. They smiled warmly back at me, sizing me up. Not that I minded. I'm a good-looking woman, still a long way off middle age, a trim size ten with long legs and unblemished skin. I wondered if they would look so pleasant and forthcoming, if I was one of those slobby, track-suited types I see passing my window every day with their dirty-faced children. I suppose they were being paid for this, so they probably would. Well, Naomi, the choice is yours. I'll leave you to your decision. The number man shrank back in his armchair, picking up a copy of Horse and Hound and flicking through it. What are your names, then? I asked bravely, trying to maintain a calm demeanor in the face of raging nerves and excitement. Was I really going to end up in bed with one of these dreamboats? Perhaps I should have asked for two. Would that cost me extra, though? The service was not coming cheap as it was.